Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Amy from Amy Natalie Co., spiritual teacher, mindset coach, and speaker. I'm here to remind you how to tap into your feminine frequency to elevate your relationships, attract more money, and feel confident in your body. Each week, I'll be sharing wisdom from guest experts and guided meditations, along with my favorite spiritual mindset techniques so that you can access abundance, love, and manifest a life that is in alignment with your soul's true desires. Let's do this, sister. Welcome back to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. I am grateful to have you here. And today's episode is with my current business coach, Emily Utter, and I'm excited to introduce you to her. She has made a huge impact in my life, in my business, and um, has provided an incredible mastermind space for me to connect with other like-minded healers and coaches and business owners who are doing incredible work in the world. So um, this episode, you are going to learn a lot about the masculine and feminine dynamics of manifesting money and how to really fully express yourself and how to magnetize your tribe, how to magnetize your people. And there are so many incredible gems in this one. So I'll introduce Emily and then we will dive straight into the show. Emily is a business coach for adventurous coaches, healers, and service-based entrepreneurs who want to scale their location-independent businesses and work from anywhere around the world. Emily works with coaches, healers, and consultants to get out of the hustle, stop overgiving, and start growing sustainable income that supports a healthy and happy freedom-filled lifestyle. Her expertise is supporting coaches to scale their business to multiple six figures and beyond. To learn more about working with Emily, go to www.emilyutter.com. And one more thing that I wanted to share with you before we dive into the episode is that I am hosting a workshop tonight. It's a free online workshop called Embody Your Confidence. And this free training is going to support you in discovering the three keys to get out of your comfort zone. I know that comfort zone is not super fun when you have big dreams and big visions and when you're not feeling happy with the results in your life right now. So you'll discover the three keys to get out of your comfort zone and become the most confident, passionate, and abundant woman you know you can be. One of my all-time favorite things to do is teach. I absolutely love teaching and sharing wisdom with my audience, my community, and I would love to have you on tonight if you can join us. So the Embody Your Confidence workshop, you can, if you'd like to join, you can click the link in the show notes, or you can go on over to my Instagram at Amy Natalie Co. And the link is in the bio. It is tonight, Thursday, July 16th, 5 p.m. Pacific stuff. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I look forward to seeing some of you tonight and enjoy the episode. We'll see you on the other side. All right. Hello and welcome to Emily Utter. How are you today? Hey, I'm so good. I'm so excited for this. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. I gave a formal introduction before we jumped into the interview, um, but I wanted to give a personal intro because you're someone who has been a huge influence in my life and my business over the last 
six to eight months, really. We knew each other personally before then, and it's just been such a gift to be in your space, to learn from you, and also to connect with the women that you are supporting through business coaching. And I've had many of them on my podcast um, for people who have been listening. So it's been really fun to meet incredibly inspiring women through you. And I know that that's a reflection of you know, how you show up in the world and who you're attracting into your space. So I just want to say thank you. And I'm so excited to share your wisdom here today. Oh, I love that so much. Yes, we have a really amazing community and we love having you a part of that. Thank you. Yeah, it was a huge up level for me. I mean, like I had worked with business coaches before and um, I've, I've been in a mastermind before and I've shared with you that, you know, like I've had investments that have been amazing and then I've had, you know, one investment that left a really sour taste in my mouth. And so it's really refreshing to be in a mastermind and to be working with a coach who's so dedicated to your client's success and also just seeing the women around me and us like be successful doing something that's making an impact which i think is the part that i really want to highlight like you specifically work with healers and coaches and female entrepreneurs who are making a difference yep absolutely and that's what i get so excited about too is that as we develop our skill set and our mindset around business we can serve so many more people and that ripple effect really goes far and wide. So I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'd love to give a little bit of background for people who don't know you. I know that you have not always been a business coach and you have really evolved into that over time. So if you want to share a little bit about your story of your roots and where you come from, and then we'll dive into more about what you do today. Yeah. Well, I couldn't help but think of my home state when you said my roots and where I come from. I grew up in Vermont, totally proud Vermonter, fan of Ben and Jerry's for life. Um, and really that, that childhood was such a huge influence on where I am today. So I grew up with all these incredible environmental values. And when I was 12 years old, my parents had already been divorced several years. We moved with our mother to New Hampshire and they didn't have recycling. I totally didn't understand. And it kind of spurred this whole environmental activism in me. And so I studied uh, environmental studies and policy in college. And I went on to work in lobbying for nonprofits. I worked in the local government in San Francisco. Um, worked with many cities on banning plastic bags and styrofoam and really started to build my legacy there. Realized I was no longer cut out to have a J-O-B, started my environmental consulting company. And then what I think is really common for a lot of people started happening with me, which was all of these people started asking me for advice on how I'd started this environmental consulting company. And it was you know, multiple people a week emailing me and saying, hey, can I take you to dinner? Hey, can we book a call? Can we grab coffee? I want to pick your brain. I'm sure you've had this happen too. And a lot of people, I think their journey starts this way where it's like, wait a second. And I remember I had this light bulb moment. I didn't even know that the coaching industry existed really. Like I was so green to the whole thing, but I had this light bulb moment where I thought to myself, there must be a way to get paid for this. And so I put my little prayer out to the universe and asked to be shown my teacher. And looking back, I kind of have to laugh because I was so naive that I didn't realize I'd have to pay for that, right? So 
Long story short, I ended up at a live event with a coach who I ended up hiring, who was, I thought, the only spiritual oriented business coach in the world. And, you know, long story short, I made a big investment for me at the time to work with her. And the rest is really history. So over the past, I think it's been about six years now, I've been building my business coaching company, working with amazing people like you uh, to really build up their coaching business, healing business, um, consulting business. Back in the day, I used to attract a lot of environmental consultants, actually, because people still knew me that way. And yeah, my, my whole passion has really kind of evolved and grown over the years. So I would say my current obsession is really around self-expression, empowerment, financial abundance, and those kind of hidden personal development aspects of building our businesses, which I know is such a huge part of what you do, of kind of that inner work that is so important for us to be able to create what we want to create in the world. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I actually was going to highlight that specifically that you know, some of the listeners do have businesses, some of them don't. What I really want to share is like, anytime you're taking your next step in your career or your business or your next level of wealth, it really does require to you to look within and to see what's there and any blocks that are still there, any limiting beliefs, any conversation around worthiness about not wanting to be seen, playing small. I mean, everything shows up when, especially when it's your own business and it's super vulnerable work. So I know that specifically around the area of expression, I feel like that also challenges so many people to step into a space that is so uncomfortable because of so many reasons. I mean, the women that I work with, I mean, let's talk about perfectionism, let's talk about people pleasing, let's talk about imposter syndrome, like all of those reasons, lack of confidence, not feeling like they have enough value to share what their, their truth is. Like there's so much that comes up when it comes to expression. So I'd love for you to speak into um, why you're so passionate about that and why you feel like it's so important for women and men to be able to express themselves and like really share, share their voice. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Um, I was definitely kind of a shy, sensitive child, but then as I started to grow older, I was actually probably a really big rat and pain in the butt and had a big mouth and still do have a big mouth. And what was interesting about when I started my coaching company, there's a story that I tell often that I'm sure you've heard, but I know your audience hasn't heard this story, which is, you know, very early, early days in my coaching company. One of the things that I would do to get clients was put on workshops. I would put on workshops at the impact hub in San Francisco, which was my co-working space. And I put together a Facebook invite as well as, you know, Eventbrite to promote my workshop. And one of my colleagues at the time, so I was still kind of doing, you know, J-O-B stuff and starting to build up the coaching company. He messaged me and he said, Emily, you know, you're promoting your workshop on a Facebook invitation and your profile photo is you in your underwear at Burning Man. You should really change that. It's not so professional. And I'm embarrassed to share this, but I think it's important to share that I listened to him and I changed my profile to a quote unquote professional headshot. And it's a story that I'll never forget because it was one of those moments where I felt 
like I had to censor myself in order to have the business that I wanted in order to be respected and worthy of having my coaching company. So it was this really interesting thing that I was kind of playing with, I would say for the first year, maybe first two years of my coaching company of figuring out how I could be myself. And if I was even allowed to be myself, to be honest, because not only was that something I felt I had to censor, but I had this whole other story going that told me, you know, story I made up, but that I told myself that I had to be this super peaceful meditator type person who was very gentle. And I compared myself to um, a friend of mine who was this like really loving life coach, but that's not me. I'm super spazzy. I'm I like to be really comical. I drop F-bombs. I say ridiculous things all the time. And I was really holding myself back in my personality. So I think over time, it just started to really grade on me. And at a certain point, I was just like, F it. I am going to like put the photo of myself in my underwear on the internet. I don't care. I can't live this censored life. I started this business to do what I want. I hate being told what to do. And it just all kind of like came crashing down, like, what the hell have I been doing? So I, I just shifted really powerfully into showing up as who I was. So I would put on my speaking engagements. I would make butt jokes. You know, I know you guys can't see me who are listening right now, but I have this infamous big old booty on a small woman's body. And so I just started bringing those elements of my personality to my work and so much shifted when I did that. So not only did I attract clients who were just a better fit because they vibed with me, but my business grew really quickly. And I think it's because it gave me a way to stand out. So in the coaching industry, and I know that not everyone listening is a coach, but even in your career, you know, there's, I, I know there's tens of thousands of people who do what I do. I'm not the only business coach in the industry. The industry is growing on a daily basis. So I'm not special in that way. And so the only thing I have that differentiates me from the tens of thousands of other people that anyone could choose to work with is who I am, is my personality. And so, you know, it magnetizes the right people and it totally repels the wrong people. And what that has resulted in is like these amazing communities, right? Like you mentioned that right at the very beginning, as you were introducing me of talking about the incredible communities we have in my various programs, and you've done them all at this point. And I just found myself so much happier and that my clients really get along. And it's not that we all have to be the same type of person or have the same belief system, but you know, underneath it all, there's also this shared value system that I feel we really have in our communities and within my company. And I think that too helps create these spaces that are supportive, loving, non-competitive, fun, funny. You know, we crack jokes in the Mastermind Facebook group and in Sales Power. And yeah, so I really just started to see the connection with expression. And, you know, it's a process. And it's a process that I'm still in. So I still catch myself in self-censorship moments. I still catch myself in holding back around saying what I really, really, really want to say. And it's a journey, but it's a journey that I think is so, so worthwhile. And just things become easier and more fun when we're willing to do that. And I have to check myself often, you know, even in a launch of like, 
wait, do I really want to do this? Is this really me? Is this how I would do it? But I, I really think that just opening up about my mistakes and you, you've seen me have panic attacks on webinars of like, ah, the tech's not working. And I think it really endears the right people to me. And you know, you mentioned perfectionism too. If we can release the perfectionism and rather focus on our strong suits and who we really are, everything starts to feel so much better. Yeah, I think nowadays with first, thank you so much for sharing about your journey with like coming into your own expression and being who you are. I know that will inspire a lot of people and even just hearing how that shifted your business and how that has helped you to stand out. And, you know, especially in right now and in the day and age that we're in with social media, expression is essential, especially if you want to have some type of impact and that can look in many different formats. I love expressing myself through my voice. So podcasting is a great way for me to, to express myself. And some people it's through writing, but one of the things that you've shared, um, you know, many times, and I think is so important is that so many people are looking for the external validation of how many likes they get and whether it works the first time you do it. And I think that if people, I, I really want to share with, with everyone who's listening that if you are, are first starting to express yourself and you're putting yourself out there in a new way, really being careful to, to, to not get caught up on every single individual post or every email you get, you send out or everyone that you talk to, because like Emily said, first, like not everyone's going to like you. So that's the first thing as a people pleaser is the number one thing that we get to be clear on is not everyone's going to like you. Even if you did show up perfectly, some people are not going to like you. They're going to think you're too perfect. So, um, but yeah, I really wanted to emphasize that when, when you're, especially in, in the industry that, that we're in is like when you're pursuing your soul calling, it's a long-term game. It's not just this, you know, one post or one email or one client, but to really not get discouraged and to keep trying and keep practicing. And just because you don't get the validation right off the bat, or maybe you do for some things and other things. I know you've shared Emily that some things you thought would like, you know, be amazing people didn't like and things that you were like, oh, this is not that big of a deal. People really loved. So yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to share on that? No, I mean, I think you captured it really well. And what I think people may be surprised to experience is that, you know, the thing about external validation, it's always going to be a thing, right? We get a dopamine hit. It's a chemical in our body. There's not a whole heck of a lot we can do to control that other than kind of having awareness if it turns into some kind of addiction or we're making it mean too much. You know, we all like positive uh, reflections, right? Positive feedback. Um, but truly, you know, as my as I've used my platform to share much more authentic self-expression, that validation just comes naturally, right? Like that's what people love. People love the true us. And there's so much kind of boring, vague messaging in our industry, very cookie cutter, cliche, things I kind of make fun of, like all the answers are inside of you and just the cliche things we've heard a million times. Love yourself first. It's like, okay, cool. What else do you have to say about that topic? Let's dig a little deeper here, people. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's important for us to constantly be in that practice of awareness of, wait, who am I doing this for? And um, am I sharing this to share it? Or is there some kind of like weirdness going on with it where I need something? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the why? Where is the why coming from? And always checking in with that. Yeah. One of the things that I know, you know, recently that you have been really speaking out on and really like sharing your values around is, you know, the Black Lives Matter and um, racism that is present today and has been present for, for hundreds of years. But um, I think specifically the people who have similar value alignment are going to be able to connect with you even deeper. I know for me, it's um, really powerful to have someone in, not only someone that I'm paying and that I'm investing in to have similar values, but just to know that like it, how important it is to you makes me more excited to be in your circle and to be um, in your space. And so like you said, you're going to attract some of the, you're going to attract the people who have similar value alignment and you might piss other people off and that's okay too. Yeah. And I'm glad you bring this up because this is something that is super important. And I feel like I've always been very open about my politics. I don't think that there are people who end up in my programs and are all of a sudden surprised that, you know, I absolutely support the Black Lives Matter movement. I absolutely support rights for, you know, LGBTQIA+. Um, happy Pride Month, by the way. I don't know when this is going to air, but um, yeah. And, and part of why I think it is so important to fully express ourselves and our values and our belief systems is because if you are a person who's committed to being an anti-racist and doing that work, you've got to be cultivating that in your communities. And so if I were not as vocal as I am, you know, there could be people who sneak into my programs who would be causing an unsafe environment for my black clients or for my clients of color. And that is hugely important to me. And I know you know this, but we're doing a lot of work right now behind the scenes to do better. I mean, I'm certainly not an expert or ahead of the game in any way. I mean, I am really digging in very deeply to that work, but the thing that I can do right now, which I I am is like really continuously sharing this stuff so that, you know, people who would not be a fit to be in our community, people who would not be committed to creating safe and brave spaces do not find their way into my programs. That is so important to me. And yeah, yet another reason why self-expression is so important because, you know, people can make their own decisions about this, but for me, business and activism are not separate things. And I actually feel happy that this whole movement really taking off right now has re-inspired that activist part of me and shown me new ways that I can be an activist in my business and support my clients to bring it into their businesses too. And I'm not saying everyone has to do what I'm doing, not at all. And I'm not trying to create a company where there's no diverse opinions or views. And I'm also putting a stake in the ground saying this you know, like there's being racist or anti-racist, that is our stake. And there's only one side that we're going to be on and that's anti-racist, right? And that means being committed to doing the work every single day. So um, I'm really appreciative that you asked me about that because I do think it's important for people who truly are committed to the movement to be talking about it publicly so that their people know what to expect. 
Yeah, thank you so much. And like I said, I really appreciate how bold and courageous you've been in that um, and committed that you've been to that as well. And as you we were speaking, I just had this like flashback. It's a, like specifically around expression because you and I have both been at Burning Man at the same time. And I think that that was such a good example, at least for me, where I got to explore who I was without all of the constructs of society and what other people are going to think and like letting go of the judgment. And I just in my mind think about like what what if we could be like that here in our culture and our society where like we could just be ourselves and we could just share what it is that that yeah who we are and i think the more that we can explore releasing those constructs and the fears around being yourself um i think the better i think it's going to create a lot more diversity and personalities and and a lot more connection Yep, absolutely. Burning Man has, you know, I know this is so cliche for people who've never been, but it has had a huge influence on my life. And I was a burner before I had this business. Um, this would have been my ninth year had we not had to cancel. I say we like I'm in charge. I'm not in charge at all. But um, yeah, that had a huge impact on my life and my business for sure. And really giving me that permission, like you said, to self-express. So I'm forever grateful for all those years running around on the playa, getting to express myself and kind of push my edge. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. So one of the things that you are really known for specifically in business and is like making sure that there's enough strategy and structure and it's not just about the woo, but I know that you are spiritual and that you do have, you know, you do believe in energy and abundance and all of that. But what I love the most is how you integrate both the masculine and feminine around money and around abundance and um, around building your business. And I think that was a big piece that, you know, I know myself and a lot of other people are missing is really understanding like the strategy of how to do that. So um, I know that specifically around money mindset that very much in the spiritual space, we refer to it as abundance. And if you like are in the right energy field and if you're calling it in, then like it comes. And um, I feel like there's an action piece. And I share this a lot with my clients, specifically with manifesting that people forget and people don't honor and respect that we have to take action and it has to be strategic action to like, we are the creators of a reality. And even if the universe is conspiring with us, which I believe it's like having to take that step forward and knowing what step forward to take is just as important as getting into energy alignment. So um, I'd love for you to speak a little bit about like those dynamics about having both the structure and the, you know, the spiritual elements of making money and, you know, yeah. running a business. Yeah, this is such a good question. One of my favorite things to talk about. And I do attract a, a very highly spiritual clientele, as you know. And what I often find is that the very spiritual clients or the clients who've worked with very spiritual coaches come to me never having learned any structure at all and kind of wondering why it doesn't work or it doesn't work consistently. And I'm not saying business works well consistently once we have structure. That's not true. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, there's always going to be challenges in business, but I feel like a lot of the rhetoric that's the really highly spiritual rhetoric around business is kind of doing a disservice to entrepreneurs and especially newer entrepreneurs, because you said it exactly right, which is that 
we have to be able to utilize these different aspects in order to create the results that we want. So we need structure, we need strategy, and I believe we need spirituality. I believe we need to tune in and get support from our, you know, spirit team. And I personally am a huge fan of the archangels, you know, they're my homies. Um, and we all have our different spiritual connection. I imagine everyone who listens to your podcast has a spiritual aspect of their life. And you know, what I have found and kind of the way that I talk about it is that we always have to look at kind of what structures will support us in being more effective in our businesses in terms of, you know, bringing in clients, having launches work and things like that. And that's really the masculine energy, the, the right actions, the inspired actions that setting the container. And then where the feminine really shines in business is what we're so great at, which is the creativity, the tapping into the intuition, the ability to flow, the ability to tune in and be able to shift in a moment and not be so rigid. And when I gave myself permission to start shifting in those areas, I started to see an impact in my business as well. And mostly just with ease, right? Like for me, what I found was that I could make the same amount of money with way less effort when I chose to be guided by the feminine inspiration, by the feminine intuition and creativity that would allow me to create those results while also using what would be considered a more masculine kind of structure or strategy. And what I really try to impart with my own clients is check it with yourself. So even just yesterday, I was coaching a client around something and I said, you know, here's all of my advice and I want you to check this by yourself first. This isn't about following a hundred percent of what any mentor says. We get to take what works for us, take that structure, take the, um, you know, suggested action steps and implement, but only when they feel like aligned. And I want to say something here because sometimes that search for alignment can bring up resistance. And some of the things that we need to do as entrepreneurs are not going to feel good, right? They're going to feel really scary. They might make us feel serious, not fun physical sensations in our bodies. You know, some of the best things I've ever done in my business brought up so much shit. So I want to say this just because sometimes we can accidentally bypass ourselves and just stay, you know, in doing all the easy things. And that's not actually alignment. Alignment is also moving towards the things that scare us and leaning into the things that cause discomfort. I mean, even talking about doing the anti-racist work, holy shit, I've been so damn uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean it's, this work is not an alignment for me to do. It's completely an alignment for me to do. But I say all of this because you know, what I think is, is the most powerful is really learning how to work with these different energies and knowing that if, if we go all in on the feminine, you're not going to make any money, honey, sorry to say it. And if we go all in on the masculine, you probably will make money, but you're not going to be very happy. It's going to feel hard and you're going to feel exhausted. So I had to learn that the hard way. I definitely ran my business in the masculine at first. And I thought it was great in one aspect. So I was like, damn, I can make a lot of money. Shit. I had no idea I could make this much money, but then I would find myself having to recover for months after a launch for, for example. So 
you know, as I started to let some of those beliefs go and start to trust myself more in knowing that what felt good when paired with structure, when paired with aligned action could bring in the same results and often much, much better results with less, uh, less effort, less time, less of that, like crunchy, gritty, hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you do a great job. And I know that you've worked to get to this place where I know you're, you have a lot of boundaries around your schedule to make sure that you have time for yourself in the morning. I know that you usually go to Bali and travel throughout the year. And um, I think that it's important that we create the structure, which is the masculine in order to have that time for self care to be in flow and to that, that when we are not structured enough, and we just let our calendar get away from us, let other people book at whatever time they want, say yes to all of these things, that we actually lose the ability to have the space for creativity and self-care and a lot of this femininity of connecting with yourself and connecting to your intuition. Because when we're overly stressed or when we're overbooked, it's we're not listening to our intuition. Like you can't really hear it. So yeah. I love that there, there are ways, um, and I know that we're all a work in progress. And there's also seasons, which I think we've talked about too in the mastermind. And I talk a lot about here is like, you know, there are going to be seasons where you're, you're in your masculine a little bit more or weeks or months if you're before launch where, you know, like in order to create the impact that I want to make and to serve the people that I want to serve, I get to show up really big. And I fortunately have never run on the side of like, burnout for the most part like I generally run on the other side of like I'll take care of myself first before I like you know give up that which I think makes me a great teacher in this because it is part of who I am and at the same time like finding the enough of like pushing like enough enough I don't I don't even really want to use that word but like showing up and like um doing it even when you don't always feel like doing it has been a big piece for me that I learned a lot through ALA which is a leadership course that both of us at emotional intelligence training that we've both taken but that was a big lesson that I got to learn is like oh I just won't do it because I don't feel like it and it's like okay is that really getting me the results in my life that I want or is it not yeah. Yeah. You make a huge point. And I want to speak to something that you said. So number one, structure does create freedom. I resisted the hell out of that. I'm such a free spirit. I mean, half the time I don't like when I'm traveling half the time, I don't know where I'm sleeping the next day. I mean, I fly by the seat of my pants sometimes, but I do want to speak into that because you mentioned the self-care and from day one in my business, I did things very specifically to set me up personally for success. And I'd love to share a couple of those. So you mentioned, you know, my mornings and I'm not a huge morning person, man, especially in quarantine. I'm just like, oh yeah, okay. I'll sleep till eight thirty or nine. Um, not all the time, but I definitely have given myself that permission a few times over the past few months. But you know, you know this, no one's allowed to book on my calendar before 11 AM. So prior to all this world craziness, I would go to yoga every day at nine, get home by like 10, 1030, maybe fit a shower in, maybe fit a coffee in before my first meeting. And for me, that morning exercise time is, is kind of like my meditation. It's my self-care time. And I've, that's been true in my business from the very beginning. And then the other thing that I've done is on the last week of every month, I don't work with clients except under rare occasions if I had to fit somebody in. But I always had that last week where we don't have a mastermind call. Um, I don't have private clients that week. And that's really my time to 
not necessarily take off, but not be obligated to show up to a whole lot other than our team meetings um, at any specific time. That gives me that flow, that creativity, that flexibility. Um, and then the other thing that you had mentioned too was the traveling. So again, you know, everything's in a different context in the world right now, but you know, when I'm planning out my year, you bet your butt the first thing that goes on the calendar is Burning Man. And, you know, my company basically shuts down during Burning Man and I'm completely off the grid. It's the only time during the year, typically, that I'm completely off the grid. And then, you know, my Bali trip, even though it's not happening, at least not right now, maybe it'll happen later this year. But, you know, I put all of that stuff on my calendar straight away and my team knows it. And, you know, even last year we planned the sales power launch. So the cart was closing. Literally I'm on the burner bus on the way to the playa losing service. And it's like, close the cart. And my team knew, right? So I've prioritized those things because if I don't give myself the space to do that, I'll resent the hell out of my business. I'll resent my clients. I'll resent everybody. And I'll be this unhappy poopy pants who doesn't want to show up to the work. So I find that it is really important that we set ourselves up like that rather than trying to fit it in later. I have a friend who was like, Emily, how do you fit in the travel? I'm like, Oh, I build my business around it. Like I make travel a priority. I was in Barcelona last year while we were running sales power and the calls were, you know, planned to be at a Europe friendly time for me. And that's not selfish. I was chatting with a woman earlier today and we were talking about the concept of we've got a plan, you know, to serve our clients at the time of day that works best for us. That's why I don't run coaching calls at eight in the morning because I'll be a grumpy ass little biatch because I haven't had my coffee yet and had my time to take care of myself. So I'm just a huge fan of building our business around our lifestyle, not the other way around. It's a really easy trap to fall into. And I, I do have to remind myself often of that, but it's huge because if we are not filling our cup, we don't have what we should have to give to others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how with our rates. Can we talk about that? <laughs> like, yeah, we can. Yeah, like for people who are undercharging for their time, that builds resentment too. And we have to want to show up for our clients. Like we need to feel that they're paying us. They deserve that. That's what, that's the deal we're signing up for. And when we undercharge, at least I can speak for myself, but I know this because I've coached hundreds of people and maybe it's getting into the thousands at this point. Um, you know, if my clients aren't charging enough, they don't love showing up for their clients. And that's a huge problem. Yeah. I mean, I think the paradigm around, you know, the ideas of how much a healer and a coach like can make based on what society views it as, you know, that doctors and therapists and lawyers, just because they have this accredited, you know, path that they've been on, that's been part of our institutions and our systems for, you know, hundreds of years. And that's, what's considered success. Well, the people that I'm surrounding myself by, and I know for sure that my life, my work is life-changing yeah. and the value of that is incredible. And I think that if healers and coaches are coming from a place where they can't take care of their basic needs, they're always in scarcity and lack, they're not charging the prices. That's really the value that the, the energy that we put into our clients and the love that we put into our clients is 
it, it's incredible and you get exhausted, especially when you're not taking care of yourself. So I think that's really important. And I wanted to go back to what you said about how you schedule your business around your lifestyle. And I teach this through when I teach boundaries, I really teach people to get clear on what are their values and what makes them happy. And we create their life and their schedule around that, but we yeah. start with that first. Um, and really prioritize that first and then build around it. So I think it's similar to what you're sharing. And I know boundaries is a, a big topic that, you know, most people don't have boundaries until they learn to have boundaries. So um, I, really, I really, and th there are agreements with yourself. Your agreement with yourself is that you're committed to making money and living a life that you love. Like it, that's yeah. an agreement. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love how you say it like that. That's cool. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I, this time went by so quickly today. Um, and I know that you have so much more wisdom to share. So if people want to follow you and continue to connect with you, how can they get in touch with you? So the best place to find me and where I really put most of my content is on Facebook. So, um, it's Emily Rose Utter on Facebook and uh, I'm sure we can pop the link in the show notes so that people can come check it out. My website is emilyutter.com. Can't say it's been updated in a very long time, but it's there. <laughs> you can find me there. And on Instagram, I am, and the, these are two long, hard to spell words, but it's the adventurous entrepreneur. Okay, amazing. We'll make sure to link all of those in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. And the last thing that I want to share about Emily is that the way that I got drawn to your work was through one of your skill sets that is like your sweet spot, which is through heart-centered sales. And um, for anyone who's looking to really create a heart-centered business and want support and want someone who knows what they're doing and also is not going to teach you sleazy, weird sales techniques um, and someone who can really support you in creating the impact that you want to make, then I highly recommend to reach out to Emily and check out her sales power program and stay in touch from there. So thank you for being here, Em. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Amy. This was so fun. The time definitely flew by. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. All right, and that's a wrap for our episode today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and head on over to iTunes to leave a five-star rating and a review. When you subscribe to this podcast, you will get notified every time a new episode is available. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Have a beautiful day.